and nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Henry Gilbert, and you're listening to Cape Crisis, issue 59. Whoa. You've made it to that far, guys. Uh, this is a comic book podcast about graphic novels, sequential art, and other things. I'm Podcast H- with... <laughs> I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y on Twitter, and now let me throw it to Mo, to the Mo of this podcast... Thanks, Henry. I'm Chris Antiston. That's my Spider-Man cartoon sound. We're good to go. We're good to go. What was she, Australian? I thought she was British. British? Find out more about that in Laser Time's uh, Games Kids Play. You actually say if she, discuss if she's uh, Australian or British? I don't know if we do, uh, nor if we find out, nor if she's still alive. I haven't listened to that. We're talking about Nickelodeon Guts here. Well, meanwhile, that guy seems to appear in like one sitcom a year or something. I know he was the gay kid's dad in Glee. Mm. Still alive. He's one of the surviving cast members of Glee. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, too soon? Not, nobody too soon? cares as much about Colin Mortimer's or whatever death. I don't think people, people truly believe it. He just looks like that, that guy will be around forever. I, I don't even know the show. He just looks... He wasn't using... That's impossible. He looked too good. He looked, he looked too clean cut. I know. Well, that's too a, Christian. That's how the media tricks you, man. Yeah, man. So, hey, I wanted to tell a funny story uh, I didn't get to tell uh, about uh, Las Vegas. So, mm. in uh, part of Las Vegas, there's an area called Television City, which has the CSI uh, crime scene uh, oh, theme park area thing. I think it used to be where the Star Trek thing was. And it's oh, gone God. I think it is. But now it's Both, gone. They replaced which, it with CSI. Which property Viacom prefers. Yes, but... So the, the the thing I did at Television City, my mom was like, "Hey, you can we can watch a free TV show at, uh, uh-huh. at Television City." Because uh, uh, you were there with your parents. I was there with my parents, and my mom wanted to do something that was free in the afternoon. So what a waste of Vegas. Went to Television City, and we watched a. Uh, it was, we were going to watch a CBS sitcom pilot. My mm-hmm. mom was like, "We're going to watch one of these. Let's mm-hmm. go see it." And like, all right. Oh, being filmed. No, no, a, a video of the pilot, and then we'll be oh, tested terrible. about it and give our opinions. Ooh, so wait, but you have an inside scoop. Yes, yeah. So, uh, first off, the guy presenting it was this um, super friendly, like, overly articulated African-American gentleman who mm. reminded me of Gus from Breaking Bad, because he was just, like, so, uh. like, proper and overly spoken. But, loco. Uh, but so then also like I've started watching Breaking Bad again I'm up to I might near the again. end of season 3 it's really good it's such a great show god damn really but it hurts too much to watch you know mm-hmm. we gotta sell it to Brett Brett's like uh, Brett's being totally like whatever if anything you need to sell it to Carolyn alright well we can sell it to both of them mm-hmm. on the fact that Vince Gilligan was an executive producer on the fucking X-Files he, I'm sure he's, they're both aware of that we can say care. like he wrote some of the, your favorite episodes of X-Files mm-hmm. and like when you watch that show sometimes you think to yourself this is filmed in kind of an X-Filesy way yeah. like it's yeah. it's very like you can see it as an X-Files it's very subdued show. it's usually on location mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also like some of those shots like I almost think they're like rugrat shots where it's like the inside of a boiling kettle or mm. some like abstract shot of normal life in every opening. Yeah, in every opening. Okay. That also feels very X Files. So you saw a pilot at. So you were a te- I'm you were sorry. A, you were a test as a test audience. You were a focus group. As a you focus and your m- group. Me just and my so, mom. Just so you know, yes, this is how focus groups work, and this <laughs> is why you shouldn't like them. people in Las Vegas. I was uh, 
I like to imagine that when they got me in there, they're like, oh, it's a TV nerd. Great. God damn. Comedy nerd. Got it. So uh, there were four shows we could watch, and one uh, that we might watch, and one of them was the Will Arnett new show. I was like, oh, I hope it's that show at least. The Millers? Yeah, The Millers. Mm. And it was a weird show to watch because... <laughs> It was the main dynamic of the show is between a an, an uh, over thirty son and his overbearing mom and their dynamic. Wow! And so, like, just having to watch that with my mom you slapped so. in the face of reality. Well, well it it was one of those things. Where, of like, the show? I thought it was too real, and so did my son. Uh huh. <laughs> well, so like, uh, but at least like, it was it was totally a CBS sitcom. <clears throat> Though it had, like, one joke in it where, like... So, a bunch of... Like, there was a lot oh, of... I'm not gonna go down to the store for you. Bo Bridges... Well, Bo Bridges is the father on the show. And in the first episode... Don't bother me till I've had my fifth beer. But, well, no, he's, he's just an idiot. Oh. And his wife is mean. And their parents... And Drive by the shipping. first commercial break, they mm-hmm. have divorced. And they, <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's an interesting like setup. Mm-hmm. The dad moves in with the sister, and the mom moves in with the just divorced Will Arnett. And so there's this joke where the mom is saying to the dad, like, the dad's like, "We haven't had sex in 13 years." She's like, "That's not true. What about on your birthday last year?" And he says, "I was masturbating. You and you walked in." But I watched till you finished. Jesus. And then he says, yeah, and you were telling me I was doing it wrong. You were. Like, (laughs) I was like, wow, Wow. this is on fucking family CBS. Like, this joke here. Yeah, that is the most traditional network. But Anyway, it was was also like, and J.B. Smoove was on there, like, hired to be Black Man. Yeah, he's just. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Basically is that, like, hey, I'm the fun black guy. Hang out with you. Hey. What's up? I just, I you love gotta the, have sex, buddy. I love the idea of you saw that new, there's that trailer for, uh, what is it, Delete History? Larry David's new this. movie coming to HBO oh. where he plays oh, yeah, fucking you? Larry David. Yeah, it's just him again. And J.B. Smoove is in there, too. <laughs> and I love the idea that, yeah, I think Larry David just enormously entertained personally uh-huh. by J.B. He is funny. He's great. Yeah. I just, but... He, but Larry I David doesn't, he doesn't like anything. Hard. Just like, ah, <laughs> this, ah, that, ah. Maybe. But then the last weird part of the whole thing was like they barely asked any questions about Mm -hmm. the Millers. They the questions were about the commercials for the other CBS shows in between. Do you want to know the cold reality? They got you with the pilots, but that's probably what you were focused. Yeah, we were focus testing the commercials commercials. for the other new shows. Do you think they focus test advertisements and comics? No. Because I have not seen one in a while, given that I buy mostly digital. Yeah, it is, it is nice not to have to see any and ads anymore. I went through, I think I read half of the entirety of Ultimate Spider-Man <laughs> with physical versions that Brett's like, I need these out of my house. You want them? Yeah, I remember that. And the ads in there are hysterical, poorly designed, mm-hmm. awful to look at, usually like very clearly, if you work in magazines, uh, internal promotions yeah. via Marvel. Yeah. Turn the page. Spider-Man pajamas. <laughs> what does it? What is your demographic? I remember on a Spider-Man lot of got now? milk ads. Yeah, a lot of milk ads. Um, 
Where's the Olympia sell 10 items? Oh, yeah. Those. Where's the Hostess Cupcake comics? I miss those. Yeah. Well, Hostess do. don't exist no more. I do. Well, they're, they're coming back, right? Twinkies are coming back, yeah. It's at Hostess, though. I only saw that outside of E3. It's like, coming back this date. Yeah, and like, that's true. Yeah, well, we don't care. You were a news story when you were gone. Another Las Vegas thing was I went to this place, like, its whole thing was that they pull you in with, like, we sell fried Twinkies and, and uh, other and fried Oreos for a dollar, two mm-hmm. for a buck. I was like, shit, let's get some of that. I'm eating terribly. Let's have fun in Las Vegas. And then we get in there, they're like, yeah, it's sold out. You're already in the casino. Maybe you want to gamble? Hey, maybe you want to touch a stripper's butt? Well, no, it was, that one was the grossest one. It was, like, filled with just, like, well, it was just a tit parade in <laughs> Vegas. Like, <laughs> tit parade. Too many, too many. You hear the Daffy Duck marching band going by. Well, it is like by the by the second day in Vegas, I'm like, man, fuck all these assholes. Like all these fuckers think they're on Entourage. I hate it. A little, a little bit. I I got into it last time we were there with Charlie. But it is. I've always said Vegas is a place where people who don't know how to have fun have fun, and it <laughs> ends up with like people looking like idiots. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love doing that everywhere I go. Just not that drunk and yeah. obnoxious and in your face. You can be so drunk there. That was that was really fun. I, <laughs> I, I did Teen Wolf like a really long escalator uh, <laughs> while drinking a Four loco in the middle. Yes. Well, yeah, just you can drink me. anywhere. No open container laws there. Yes. But there's fun things to do. I, I went between gambling and doing fun things with my parents. Okay. But, uh, Dude, comic books. Comic books. Uh, Wait, we should say... What happened? You had we're recording a day late. We are recording a day late. Also, I do want to talk a little bit about the Wolverine because we saw. No, it, sure, but, it, but I, Chris didn't see. I don't care. But that's the thing. Hold on. It, but uh, dude, we were recording a day late, so we just posed the question on Twitter, like, "Ask us anything." Ah, and yes. we're kind of throwing this together at the last minute. I think we asked each other like an hour ago. Can we try and squeeze it in now? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Let's go for it. Yeah, so I don't have anything. We've seen light on content. It's because we're but we're going to make it up to you by taking your questions. That's true. I forgot you had the Wolverine to talk about, and we didn't have anybody else here. Yeah, if Brett was here, we could fill the entire second I, half of the, the Wolverine. I looked at the but... situation, and in, well, one, I was going with my lady friend, uh-huh. and she was very polite about, mm-hmm. like, after watching Man of Steel. <laughs> so how many more of these hero movies do we have? And, like, she wasn't mean about it, but it was very clear, uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm really sorry that wasn't for you I never take you. the only thing else we've seen is like Fast and the Furious 6 she had a good time at that I thought uh, she? she did she did but it's just like that's not that's never been her speed mm-hmm. and like I said you know what I hated that first Wolverine movie so much yes and I care so little about this one I would still like to meet up with you guys at the theater I would mm-hmm. still like to go out for drinks afterwards you pick what you want and she picked Pacific Rim wow and Pacific Rim, going to plug uh, Laser Time, Giant Monsters Fighting, uh, our episode before, our previous episode about Warner Brothers cartoons. Uh, Pacific Rim is the best time I've had in a theater, period. You can critique the movie all you want, like the little boy noises that emerge from my face <laughs> during almost everything that occurred on screen. I got to watch that this week. It's so good. I'll watch it again. because I'm curious to see if I... Because she, she dug it too, and mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if you're going to like that when you watch it again, once you know everything's going to happen. There's a lot of... What do you say? Dialogue? And the dialogue? Kiramo's not good with the dialogue. It's not. It's, it's part of it, like, well, I'm, I remember we are talking about it, like, well, English is a second language. and mm-hmm. But then somebody mentioned, like, no, international film is big business, and they speak in such oh. monosyllabic, easily translatable sentences. Mm. 
that the Shit. film can go I anywhere. Thought of that. Well, did you see? I read on the Onion AV Club today. The big news was mm-hmm. that, uh, like, you know, Pacific Rim first came out. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's a failure. No sequel." But now it came out in China, mm-hmm. made big money, and they're like, "Well, China's gonna, great. China means there will be a sequel." That's basically. great. And there so is at people time make in- fun of China ruining films by everybody. Having yeah, to like that Avengers to- porn parody. She ruined that. People having podcast. to pander to the country of China. That was good, uh, but. Uh, and then we're mentioning this because uh, Pacific Rim has a prequel comic book out now. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. But yeah, the Wolverine. You missed an all right Wolverine film. I, that's what I. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> it was a, not bad. I can't get a good beat on reviews where mm-hmm. they're like, my expectations were set so low by that first movie. Because, dude, I can't. <laughs> it was the worst. Brett will like, kind of disagree with me, but that's like the worst thing. It's it's a terrible movie. It's uh, it was a terrible thing to do to Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah, a total waste. It was it, it was so awful. And I'm like, I don't want to see another one of these. The trailers, like, so he's moping in Japan and loses mm. his powers. None of this appeals to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, if you if you're a uh, big fan of us, mm-hmm. you may know that you may have listened to a Talk Radar podcast mm-hmm. four years, Jesus, four years ago, yes. where the Wolverine X Men Origins mm-hmm. tore apart Games Radar, like it, uh, the, oh. the staff, like. But it was really just Brett and Carolyn were saying it wasn't that bad, and. Everyone else is like, it's terrible. It's so yeah. bad. He screams to the heavens so many times. Yeah, he screams <laughs> no to a camera panning up four times in the film. I also love. Remember that- when we said that when Darth Vader did that, it was yes. cornball. Now imagine yes. if a camera flew up into four. the sky every time four he did it. Four fucking times. And as Shane Patterson pointed out at the time, they tried to get suspense out of a scene you already saw in <laughs> yes. X Men Two when they're like. Oh, did he die when the adamantium got in him? You've already seen this you, scene you where he You already know up. he does not. And yeah. it's not only that, like that scene was very vividly shot already. Yeah. <laughs> and they shot it shot again. much better by yes. Brian Singer. Did, and, by the way, did you, just to reiterate there, did you see the picture he tweeted from the scene? Hell yeah, that of, Sentinel. Yeah, a, a Sentinel. I did not know they were oh. making them uh, big. Near one once. And not, yeah. I guess it's not me. Not no, it would one. be. I'd say it's like a third of the size of a Yeah, if you guys haven't seen Sentinel. that, Google Brian Singer Sentinel. Stuff like that's making me more excited for Days of Future Past. Though yeah. The Days of Future, no no spoilers, but the Days of Future Past Stinger in Wolverine, oh. which they've announced, like everybody mm-hmm. knows it's in there. It wasn't such a great Stinger. Well, I can, I can <laughs> Especially, imagine. I, the, the biggest problem with the mm-hmm. Wolverine mm-hmm. is that it, it had to pretend like X-Men 3 mattered and was remembered really? by you. Like... Well, yeah, he's... Oh, because he left and... He's sad that he, he killed that, Phoenix and he it, quit the X-Men. You're right. That's what excited me is that Famke Jensen is in it. And I think she's one of the most beautiful women ever to exist. Even 10 years later? like she's I, I think eight. so. I, I think I've Anatov seen her, I've seen her something about recently. 20 years since you first saw her in, she is gorgeous. Gold, in Goldeneye. She is very pretty. I didn't even know she was in Goldeneye. <coughs> the game? Is she the girl with the... the I apologize. Is she the Gillian Anderson-looking lady in the game? No, that's the, that's her, his love interest. She's the femme fatale. She's, I haven't seen Goldeneye. She's Zinya on the top. I you don't remember? She she likes seen Goldeneye. She like um, fight fucks. Pierce uh, <coughs> Brosnan in it. Like right. she uh, she wraps her legs around him in this fight in like a Turkish bath and like squeezing him and almost killing him. That's what that scene in and then uh, when he, like, Eastern Promises could be. When he's fighting her, he says, no more foreplay. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, she's. It was good to see her again in it, but also, so here's something. Origins. What's, if you can, oh, well, I wanted to see if you could reiterate the plot. Okay. Really bad. Wolverine is set. He goes. He killed uh, Phoenix at the end of last name. He's been hiding out in the woods in a cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Ninja comes and says, "Hey, come to Japan. Mm-hmm. A dude you saved in Nagasaki is about to die. He wants to say goodbye to you." But then that guy says to him, "Hey, no, I want to take your." Uh, you want to die? Give me your healing factor. Then you'll die, and you will. And you don't want to live forever. I do. Wolverine's like, nah. But then he wakes up the next day. Healing power's gone. Oh, Meanwhile, no. the dude's dead, and now the yakuza is trying to kill his granddaughter, mm-hmm. Mariko. Who Wolverine fans know in the comics is like his one of his top five love interests. Like uh, definitely one of the ladies he loves the most and has a very good and a long relationship with so he's on the run with her protecting her from people and this is this is the part this is the worst part of the film is Mm -hmm. that x-men origins has deadpool it has mystique no no mystique sign it has deadpool gambit blob those are major ass x-men characters yeah they weren't used all that well but they were there there are no fucking mutants in this movie. Wolverine, mm. there's Wolverine, the commercials have shown there's a giant silver samurai robot, mm-hmm. and then there is a nobody named Viper. Like, she sucks. Like, <laughs> technically, like, she's sort of Madame Hydra. Another character called Viper is Madame Hydra, but she's just like a snake mutant lady who's. That, that was a my dick. final decision. Like, there was a commercial or something on television or Hulu and. Uh, uh-huh. a, a Japanese man lying on a giant bed made out of Spencer's gift nail beds <laughs> yes, and, and yeah. like wow that, that does not look interesting at all I do not want to see this Wolverine is cool and Wolverine does cool things mm-hmm. I'd also say like the fight scenes in it like they start good they end too soon like it feels like it's a director who isn't comfortable with his fight scenes and mm. like you see, Who's if you director like, again? what else did he do? James Mangold, uh, he did Walk the Line. Oh, fuck's uh, he's, sake, really? He's a very boring director. Jesus, it, when Marvel's not involved with it, Darren Aronofsky was fucking gonna direct this at one point. Like, but then he quit. He was like, eh, I don't know. I like, see, that's what the film needed was somebody to say to Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. do what I say, Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman's like, I trust you. Because Hugh Jackman did dumb shit in the movie The Fountain, so he would do cool. If Darren Aronofsky said this would be cool, he'd do it. I think we, we've talked about that. I talked about that in the past. Is that Hugh Jackman is only still doing these movies because he is given an enormous amount of money and power yeah. to stay associated with this character. But I like uh, that's why I'm really looking forward to Days of Future Past because mm-hmm. Brian Singer like discovered him. Yes, they're good friends. And everything. so if Brian Singer like has a good idea. They're both gay men. He'll just do it. You know, Hugh Jackman is happily married to a lady. A 50-year-old lady. <laughs> they adopt the, the They look like together. very good friends who adopts children while he stars in musicals. Have it your way, Hugh Jackman. Uh, hey, come on. We don't know. I, don't but know. I just don't care. No, I don't care either. I'd I, like it. Well, and also, like, that's why I think he... Like, Brian Singer hires him. He's like, well, come on. X-Men is super coded gay. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, it is. All right. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. We will all just wink to the audience and we'll know it's gay. And then 
that's what hurt X Men Three that a gay man was not directing the X Men. That it was like the, uh, the polar dude. opposite. Yeah, the, one of the straightest guys who tries to get Olivia Munn to suck his dick. I do picture Brett Ratner sitting at home, not unlike Jab of the Hut, just like mm. like pizza sauce and chicken grease sliding down his chest over his hairy guts, over a gold medallion. <laughs> He's like, what's all this gay shit? I don't like that. I, yes. He Let's just get Mystique over here. Shove a butt in the camera. Yeah, boobs. And you can't, in lieu of anything else, boobs. But, uh, but I mean, Hugh Jackman looks awesome. Like, mm. I think he's in the best shape of his Wolverine career in the movie. Really? He takes off his shirt big time. It's hey. another, just like, just like Thor, it's another mm. one where, like, the women, like, the woman who plays Mariko mm. is very pretty, but she does not, like, get naked mm-hmm. in any scene like I guess she is in her like underwear in one scene but it's mm-hmm. not he is far more sexualized than any woman in the film like that's awesome to you tell they and worthwhile but he's he's the draw I think it's his best one of his best performances as Wolverine mm-hmm. but yeah the the action scenes I would say like the first action scene mm-hmm. the first car chase in fast six mm-hmm is lengthier and bigger than mm-hmm. the final fight in the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like they could have gone so much farther, but they're like, we gotta stay under budget guys. Let's be careful here. Well they're just not making car porn, they're making the people movie. Well also as well and it's a really good it actually has a pretty good story, mm-hmm. honestly, until the last now twenty I'm minutes. Guilty. There's a part where okay. Wolverine goes to sleep and mm-hmm. Wolverine uh, there's a part where Wolverine loses consciousness, mm-hmm. and then when he wakes up for the last act of the film or the last twenty minutes of the film, then the film is goes downhill sharply. Like for that last part, I wish mm. I wish that part was just a dream. Uh, uh, but yeah, it looks cool. Did you know? Mm. Unrelatedly, I pointed this out to Brett. He didn't know that that Dinklage is playing uh, Boulevard Trask, the creator, yeah. the inventor of the well, I, I just learned that recently, but I, I love him in his 70s getup. Yeah, the I giant love giant mustache. Too. And that, I think, like, him being a little person is nothing, like, it's meaningless in the film. That's like, so, and that's so great. Yeah. That's so great. I mean, they could have hired him and be like, uh, what mutants do we have left? Puck? All right, <laughs> Puck. He's, he, let's hire him to be Puck. That's he, so he'd great. be a good Puck, though. That's so great. And I yeah. oh. It, it, it is, that is really great because he's such a fucking cool actor. With yeah, a, he's just a great voice. actor. I would love someone to cast him in, in like an animated movie as the giant hero, just so like if you didn't know that was Dinklage, <laughs> yeah, he's just a voice you actor know the of, the, of the perfect hero, the yeah. blonde Superman in the film. And he uh, he sounds even cooler without his fake English accent in Game of Thrones. People, I swear, <laughs> watch the Station Agent. Well, he's also hilarious in. I was going to say The Baxter. Have you seen The Baxter? No, I, well, I have not seen that portion in, of it. In the film The Baxter, he plays a, a like a gay wedding planner. Really? In this very like silly silly scene with uh, Elizabeth Banks and Michael Showalter. He's oh, very dink. funny. The dink, he's so good. All dink. right. But I, wanted to, I do want to talk about comics a little. Sure. What have I been reading? I, I didn't ask. I read a ton of stuff. Uh, so first off, I read the new Uncanny X-Men. Mm. Uh, the first five issues of that. You read that. Um, I think I read the first three issues. Where Cyclops is evil. Well, he's not he's, evil now, he's but he's militant. Much less evil. Yeah. Well, he's definitely more militant. Mm-hmm. And he's starting the new Xavier School. And Yeah, last I left there where they had gone off. I didn't see when Magneto shaved his head. Like, uh, he had hair in X-Men Well, it was probably in Consequences. Avengers, Avengers for... Consequences. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't read that. I haven't read that either, which is, I think, 
probably super important to getting into that series. Yeah, pro- well, you definitely need to read all new X Men before mm-hmm. reading that series because all new X Men takes place before. That's true, and they go Cyclops, they go back to Uncanny. the Jean Grey school mm-hmm. that that is where Wolverine and the X Men are set, and and all new X Men are yes. set. Um, it's getting it's kind of confusing because a little cause at, at that point when I picked it up, I'm like, yeah, I'm all caught up. Yeah, I, well, I read all of AVX, and, and it was not. Yeah, I I'm very I that was the other X Men book I read was the newest Wolverine and the X Men book mm-hmm. and it's the first one that takes place post AVX and Wolverine and the X Men are left in a weird place. I'm so glad it's still being published. Like I le- it's my favorite X Men book, but yeah, me too. You know, Bendis's which is I also really like Bendis's X Men stuff too. It's really good too, but it's it's the A book. So mm-hmm. Wolverines and the X Men has to deal with the fallout of oh, yeah. what happens in all new X-Men. And so, like, it's because all new X-Men takes place in mm-hmm. that school. Yeah. So, like, you know, Kitty Pride has to step down as headmistress because she's now teaching the all new X-Men, so she's not as big a part of the team. And if, for people who don't know, they're all new X-Men. The premise is what? That the old X-Men from the 60s, the original five X-Men, yeah. come back to the present. It's such a... I, it's I don't a, mind it happening. It's kind of interesting. It's a what-if fl- comic. But the the flimsy premise of, like, Beast, that it's the only way to show Scott the error of his ways. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. And you and you of all people would know what kind of problems that would present yes, by would dragging him exactly back. exactly what problems it would cause. Yes, make you, a portal. Show him. I, yeah. Like, you, what you can't... And then and bring like, him back, not everybody. Well, and there's just this assumed thing where they're like, well, obviously we're going to wipe your memory after you leave. Duh. Like, come on. <laughs> But uh, so, but in the new Wolverine, the X Men, I really like it, like it. You know, they deal with Brood at, Brew after he got shot. Uh, I really like the new Hellfire Club. Like they're pretty neat. Like the you know the super rich children, super rich murderous children. And uh, I also really like about it the um, what's the word I'm looking for. That well, it's just so comedy. It's such a great comedy. Oh, Wolverine, like, the yeah, Wolverine. Oh, actually, it's one of the. It's it's Aaron, right? Jason yeah, it's Aaron. Jason Aaron. It's, yeah, it's fucking hysterical, and you can pick up. I know all the early books are discounted to one ninety nine on Comicsology. Mm-hmm. I had the hardback physical editions that I rescued from a fifty percent off bin oh. that I had promised to give away if uh, ten people tweeted me about it, and they did not. Mm. And even then, I could have forgotten. <laughs> So the my favorite issue from the book mm-hmm. on the cover is Storm kissing Wolverine, yeah. and it is not a lie that co- whoa, it is not a lie that cover. We talked about that, right? It was such a cool scene because like I love the book starts out with Black Panther saying like mm-hmm. like so look our marriage is annulled. I I expect you to move on, just please not him, okay? <laughs> and she's like, oh Panther, and then. So then you're thinking, is this what pushed her towards Wolverine because he said that? Did break up that bad? Was that over something that happened in AVX? Yeah, in AVX, she sided with the X-Men mm-hmm. and they the Phoenix fucked up Wakanda and killed mm-hmm. thousands of people. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I just forgot. I remember, uh, I vaguely remembered. My so, favorite's the one right before the, the Dupe book. Uh, Dupe is the best. Well, you haven't even fucking read huh. X Force slash Ecstatics, where Dupe was introduced. Uh, I, I, I'm, it's not. I'm not new to the character, but like that book is really funny. Mm-hmm. That issue is really funny because Dupe is do- doing nothing but like drooling and falling asleep everywhere throughout like 17 issues. Mm-hmm. I was like, why the fuck do you hire him? <laughs> and this is when you see why. 
He's been yeah. It was such a good book, and it was drawn by Mark Mike Allred, mm-hmm. creator of Man Man, and also of Dupe or co-creator of Dupe. He drew Dupe. Wow. He like yeah. Look at the this is a preview of Hicks Corner mm-hmm. pick of the week, but the Ecstatics collection, mm-hmm. which I think is still in print. It's every issue. It's a hundred bucks. Totally worth it. Wow. It's uh, Mike Allred does the majority of the art. Uh, Pete uh, Pete Miller. Uh, God damn it! I forget. Uh, Milligan. You. Milligan is the the writer, and he is so good. It's one of the most like best subversive, hilarious, dark, mm-hmm. mean books I've ever read. Like in like, uh, like totally godless too. Like it's just hmm. so fucking. And then like, uh, it's also just so mean about celebrity. Like celebrities, just, like these the. It's about a team of mutants that mm-hmm. become a commodity. They become reality stars slash slash superheroes Mm -hmm. and they say like well we're making you stars because you'd be hated freaks uh, anyway Mm -hmm. so now we're just making you freaks the world loves and but then they have like (laughs) corporate masters who tell them like no you can't go get to nicaragua and save that kid that we got deals with that country like you can't do that like it's totally about that there's also this like it talks about race in really Mm -hmm. interesting ways like when this um when one of the team members who's black gets mm-hmm. uh, becomes the team leader, they have to they get sent on a mission to mm-hmm. like fight in the civil war in Africa, and so their camera crew is filming them killing hundreds of black people, and the the guy's like, "God, this looks so bad for us. We kill all these black people. We look like assholes." And so then at the end of the issue, their special effects team changes it to make every person they killed white. And they say, oh, there was a Mormon insurrection in the country, and we fought those guys. That reminds me, i got to go back and read Thunderbolts. Ecstatics is so good. I don't know if it's on Comixology. If it's on mm-hmm. Comixology, cheaper. Like, really, the only ways to get it, as I know of, other than theft, uh, are to buy the omnibus, this expensive, crazy-ass expensive omnibus, but it's totally worth it, mm-hmm. or the... Uh, or to buy it on Comixology if it's this Ecstatics. It was called mm-hmm. X Force at first, mm-hmm. but then Marvel was like, eh, we want to publish what people expect an X Force comic to be as X Force. So mm-hmm. you guys aren't X Force anymore. Pick a new name. Like, but Ecstatic. All right. Well, anyway, I tell you what. Why don't we go to? We break? should go to a break. I was just about to say the same thing. I sorry, I had to pee. No, uh, we we are at the thirty minute mark. Anyway, perfect time to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to take some fan requests. We're also going to talk about your answers to last week's question of the week. Mm -hmm. And uh, some other stuff. See you on the other side. Hey everybody, welcome to the break. I'm uh, your host again, Henry Gilbert, saying thanks for listening to uh, episode 59 of Cape Crisis. Gosh, we had fun, huh? And look, we made it two weeks in a row, no break. It was close. It was close, and I thank Chris for making the time for it, and even pitching that we just recorded today on the, a day later than we normally do, which is also why this posted a little later. Sorry about that, but hey, you know, we still technically made it two weeks in a row. If you love the show and love, the, especially love it when we're on schedule, there's so many ways you can help out the show. Why, there's the PayPal button on lasertimepodcast.com. 
Just go to lasertimepodcast.com on the left side of the screen. You click on that PayPal button. You can give us any kind of money, uh, donation you think is right, and helps the grease the wheels, keep it keep it going. You can also buy T-shirts, Laser Time T-shirts, off the T-shirt store, which is right below the PayPal button. Or if you just want to buy stuff on Amazon, on the right-hand side of the screen, there's all these links to Amazon. You can buy stuff there. But you don't have to buy the stuff we recommend. Buy anything through the link, uh, that, uh, the new tab that opens when you click on that link. It goes to us. Buy, buy a nine-pound box of Bisquick mix like I did. You know? It goes there. Buy, buy a new set of uh, sheets for your bed. You probably need them. I did. I did all those things. Uh, also, if you're a subscriber on iTunes, please, oh pretty please, review us. I'm sure you have. Lots of you guys have. I've seen a lot of new reviews. I really appreciate that. But if you haven't yet, please, rate us five stars. Review us. Helps us in the rankings on iTunes. It's really, really helpful. And lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. This week's is going to be, as I mentioned in the first segment, and I've used it before, but it goes... <coughs> Sorry, it bears repeating. Ecstatics. Ecstatics, the omnibus, the collection of every issue of Ecstatics. If you never read it before, I know that's a big thing to dive into, but I'm telling you, it's one of the best comics of the of the 2000s. So fucking good. So mature. It's crazy that Marvel published it. It's so out there, so subversive, like and, and gorgeously rendered by... By, uh, that's that's what's really great about it is that it's such a subversive book, but the art is mainly done by Mike Allred, who is like a pop art, like very Jack Kirby influenced artist. So it it's this great meshing of styles. It's really good. So yeah, when you go to this the page for this week's episode on LaserTimePodcast.com, you'll see a link to buy the book off of Amazon yourself. If you buy it from us, some of the money comes our way. Please do that. Please, please, please. You know that's the end of the begging. Now, back to the rest of the show. I know Brett wants to host, but he can't. I'm the host, Henry Gilbert, welcoming you back to the second half of Cape Crisis number 59. And before we go a little farther, I wanted to have a special shout-out to a North Carolina listener. He's NC Cows on the forum. I met you in person. Oh, nice. Uh, He came by the future U.S. offices, my job, because he was staying at uh, at the hotel across the street. He saw the future logo and he was like, "Hey, Henry Gilbert works there." I met him and he's was a big fan of Talk Radar. Listens to this show a lot. Loves the uh, Laser Time Network. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. He he, you know, I I was very busy when he came by, so I couldn't I couldn't give him the attention I would have liked to. I'm sorry if you're listening. Uh, but, yeah, uh, and I I meant to give a shout out. I'll do it again on Laser Time to uh, Wes Green. I met your buddy. At Comic Con, and he said mm. you were recuperating for something and taking solace in some laser time, and it oh. was sort of working for you. I I can't tell you how much we appreciate comments like that. Yeah, Wonderful. I love. Well, yeah, because podcasts have always, you know, they've been good. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like, if I'm down, I can just put them on, and they, you know, it's just something else to focus I, I on. I love this for the first time in my the job I have currently for, for the first time in a year, and I didn't have podcasts to listen to for my hour train ride. It was a nightmare. Yeah, you you realize how bored you get. Like, mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of scared by how much I'm able to transport myself away when I'm on the train now because a bit, yeah. if I have earphones in and 3DS in front of me mm-hmm. like the world doesn't exist around me like unless there's like fossils, a violent shake of my of the train or so, of like the train stops when it shouldn't or if someone like sits down next to me maybe I notice that but like Otherwise, I just shut off everything. Yeah, I, I noticed, and it makes it go faster, but it scares me in a way. I shut, I shut down so much that I always have like a panic later on. Oh my stop! <laughs> I was not paying attention even slightly, and it's it's not. It's every day. Every day <laughs> I have that panic. Ah, well, um, now I've done it enough that I have. Uh, I am totally used to it. I think that's my body alarm saying you're mm-hmm. almost there. Well, before we get to the Ask Me Anything, I did want to talk about, you mentioned it, Superior Spider-Man 14 <laughs> was the bomb. Yeah. Like, That's a little ridiculous. Man. Oh I, my god. I've never not been entertained consistently by Spider-Man, I, but this, this Doc Ock thing is getting really interesting. Well, Dan Slott has taken it to such a crazy place. Yeah. Like, It just keeps building, and you're like, he's really like painting himself into a corner, because you know... At some point, Peter Parker does have to take over again. Like, that just will happen eventually. I think at some point, and the, Spider-Man's going to have to face a lot of consequences. The stuff Spider-Man's doing is, like, nuts. It's pretty great. And he also is just, like, at this point, like, it's not even a big deal when Spider-Man kills somebody. Like, he just is like, yeah, I killed him. Stab. Like, yeah, like, I think in, in the last arc, uh, basically, oh, Jay- arc. Mayor J. Jonah Jameson... Gave him permission. authority, yeah. permission to, to carry out the to carry death out something. that the that the New York State had asked for anyway. But and then so basically, Doc Ock as Spider Man is using it as a mandate. Well, yeah, either I pretty much do whatever I want now. Yeah. Well, when he he built a giant spider robot, hired minions. <laughs> he called them minions. Hired minions. Yeah, and then. Invaded Shadowland and destroyed the Kingpin's like lair, and then was just killing hand ninjas left and right. Though, as he points out, like old Spider-Man would knock out hand ninjas and then they disintegrate anyway. So, like they, you can't you can't not kill hand ninjas. I don't think it's counted as a death so much. Well, they but. said they they don't die; they turn to dust or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, but. I'm really that's just the start of a new hobgoblin arc, and I'm really looking forward to seeing yeah. how the hobgoblin thing ends. And also, at, uh, at Comic Con, they announced like some upcoming superior plans. Like in November, they're going to have the first time Venom and Superior meet. Like mm-hmm. they haven't met in a comic before. Yeah. And also, um, Superior is going to appear in uh, he, uh, Superior Spider-Man is going to appear in the Scarlet Spider book, mm. meaning it's going to be Kane and Spider-Man and Doc Ock Spider-Man. Meaning, and in case you don't remember, in the Clone Saga, Kane murdered Doc Ock, like he snapped his neck and killed him. I did not remember. Doc Ock <laughs> was re was reborn like four years later <coughs> by the hand, coincidentally. <coughs> My word. You ever uh, get better with that cough? 
I got this post-nasal drip. This is what the doctor said. He gave me a nose spray. It's starting to work, but I start... But I talk too much. <laughs> perfect. This a perfect host for a pint. I know. I know. Um, you can take Why some... don't you talk about something while I get the, a drink of water? Okay, we can uh, take some questions. Wait, this one definitely involves you. Let me filter out the... Zach Cormundi at Phone Science says, Chris and Henry make out. Um, Mad Moy says, how is Babby formed? These are all uncool questions, and I'm mad at all of you. Um... Let's see. Oh, Lex Leash says, uh, will Henry sign my breasts? Please. <laughs> Is this Let's a man Dig or me the dog. Dig me the dog. Does it matter? No. Does it matter, Hank? You're such you're such an enlightened human being. You're right. You are right. Um, I, talk, I talk the talk. I need to walk the walk. Nerd Google asked, was it weird having a fan show up at Henry's place of work? Did that happen recently? Well, that's what I was talking about. Lucas is his uh, real life name. NC Cows. Yeah. Luke. The... Luke W. Luke. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, it was not weird. It was cool seeing him. Like I said, I I felt like a bad host there. because I remember back in the day when when we had visitors to uh, Games Radar proper, you'd give them a real tour around the office. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but I I just didn't have the time that day to to do it. And also, like, I worried he didn't know any of the new people, so he, mm-hmm. I could sh- I could have introduced him to Tyler, Michael, and Charlie, but you didn't do that either. I was very busy. I, I had to write. This was the same day I canceled recording the podcast because ah. I had to write. I had to write three things. They better be up. They all are up. They nice. went up fine. Weights off my back. I'm free and clear. But wow, uh, uh, Alex Meyer 008 says, "How many coughs will be on this episode? How do you guys filter out the lighter sparks?" Oh, God. Oh, uh, lighter spark. Come on. Hey, don't you think I'd sound a lot different if I was like? Smoking the ganja. Do I? The, what you? Uh, you're not. Well, is he just saying smoking or maybe? Like, is he? You, by the way, on my walk to your apartment today, like mm-hmm. I, every block smelled like weed. Like it was crazy. <laughs> I uh, cannot believe it. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I can't explain that. It was crazy weed. I can't explain like, that. It's not. Was it 420? Uh, I don't think today's 420. No, I think the, it's, the uh, time. Eight, well, now it's five forty. Okay, the military time. That would have been really early. This Seventeen forty. Um, Mark uh, Litzinger uh, at Keekler at Twitter has thoughts on Wolverine in the flesh. Uh, well, you, what do you mean, the, uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? Or has there been a recent comic announcement called Wolverine? I, in the I flesh actually heard the the Wolverine um, Wolverine comic uh, is getting really great. Well, in and the I comics really now, hasn't he lost his powers as well? His I, healing powers. I as honestly well? don't know. I know there's there's another there's Wolf, there's the infinite line where he's in Japan, and it's the mm. first multiple infinite line I've huh. seen. In no, a while. I haven't heard of that. I know. Well, it's it is hard to keep track of Wolverine because there's Savage Wolverine and then regular Wolverine, like the Frank Cho book, Savage Wolverine. Um, Lo- Logan Lovelace at uh, Melodic Bread says I've been reading a lot of Deadpool. What's a good starting point? Um, a good book I, starting. Point. I do think uh, Secret Invasion Deadpool is a very good one. Like it's, you honestly you don't need to know much about Secret Invasion to enjoy it. It's, it's only really like two funny. issues. Yeah, and Daniel Way. It's written by Daniel Way. I read it before I read anything on Secret Invasion. Yeah, well, I got it for free at a Marvel versus Capcom event, the, the, well, the, the collection. But it was a, uh, yeah, I think it was a very good. It is a very good starting point for Deadpool. Like. 
it's meant it, it was a first issue of a Deadpool story as well. Like, yeah. So it it introduces the concept and is of that him. when Daniel Way began his run. No, I think it was a restart of Daniel Way. Like he had mm. been writing before, but then it was a reboot of one. What uh, I love about it is reading that story. I got it. Scrolls are coming, assimilating people, uh-huh. uh, and I believe in that arc they want to um, clone or figure out how to assimilate Deadpool. Yeah, they can't do it, and they can't do it. But the idea, like. When I finally read more of Secret Invasion, it's the silliest concept <laughs> in the universe taken so unbelievably serious, it only heightened <coughs> my love for that story arc. Yeah. Well, because Deadpool was just like, yeah, fuck Yeah, that. fuck him. Fuck that story. Fuck him. Hey, guess what? You all have cancer. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's good. I would say um, the Marvel Now Deadpool book by Brian Posehn is pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had, I've had a great time with that. <laughs> It's just one of those things yeah. that, like... Uh, Though, it, as a Mr. Show fan, mm-hmm. when I see Scott Adsid in the book... Yeah. And when I, and the character, the character yeah. C- S.H.I.E.L.D. agent yeah. Scott Adsid. And when I see someone giving a shout-out to also Scott Aukerman, <laughs> like, I do go, like, this is almost too much, guys. Like, this... Yeah, this I mean, isn't... We'll, this we'll, comic we'll, book isn't your personal playground Deadpool to say hi fighting dead presidents with magic superpowers... That was totally acceptable. Yeah, yeah. But I think I, I, on my Instagram is one of my favorite pictures from that that arc or that new line, and I made sure to put it up without context. It's a giant. It's a kid screaming "wah" and Deadpool holding an automatic weapon to his head, <laughs> intentionally giving you no context because that's such a rad story. Yeah, I also love that they have cover art by Jeff Darrow, mm-hmm. who's like such a great artist. I wish he'd. He's one of those artists that does such great covers, but like I know he does even better interior work, but it mm-hmm. just takes him so long that he he doesn't do it. You can get more money yeah, that first off of doing a, two covers a month and two pages of a comic a month. Isn't that the first cover is like Deadpool taking a flying leap at a Tyrannosaurus mouth who yeah. is spewing dozens of cats? Yeah, there's there's little details everywhere. Yep. Jeff Darrow is like, if you can find it, Big Guy and Rusty... His book is is very good. Uh, this is a weird question. Uh, Ken Ken Rogers SSJ four Raditz. I remember him. Um, any suggestions on the best way to start a comics collection? Yes, uh, Comicsology. Yeah, <laughs> it's I I if you want physical comics, like mm-hmm. that's pretty hard now. Especially Ooh. like if you if you want a collection of single issues, mm-hmm. a classic definition of a comic collection, that's really hard these days. Like mm-hmm. mo- a lot of places. Don't even sell back issues. Like, if you wanted to say, go like, hey, I want every issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, good luck finding back issues of them anywhere but eBay now, you know? I recommend getting an iPad with a retina display, which you can get <laughs> refurbished for about $300. Uh, and then download the Comixology app for free, and then look and see what's on sale. Well, but yeah. That, but if you wanted physical copies, uh, a good... Cheap way to get like hardcover uh, the, or the uh, the collected editions mm-hmm. to start off with that. Like, definitely at every comic convention, there are the same four carnies selling fifty percent off collections. Yep. Which basically, I think they just buy like the unsold stock from mm-hmm. Books of Millions and Barnes and Noble, and then just stuff them into a box. And they're like, "Hey, you nerds, find it! I'll it's half price. Fuck it!" Ooh. And like that and. I got a very good start of my collection from buying those 50% off collections because you just, you see a superhero. If you go in knowing what you want, mm-hmm. it's very easy to find multiple collections of, of those things. So, you know, go go to a local Comic Con. If you want the, if you're looking for graphic novels, 
find those half price carnies who were like screaming from their cheaper. rascals. All books have All off. books have off. They have off half price. Half price. Half price. Hit the hobo in the ear and win Spider-Man. I saw them. I saw those people at Orlando's MegaCon before mm-hmm. I moved out here. I saw them at WonderCon. I saw them at Comic-Con. Like they, it's really weird. They travel the concert. When I, when, I, when I encounter a booth that I've been to now officially half a dozen times, I'm like, should we just introduce ourselves? <laughs> We've seen each other every year. Well, yeah, like this Brett. awkward. Brett talks about there's that one symbiote suit yep. Spider-Man statue that mm-hmm. only one place has and it's always the same broken one he just wants to buy from them but they won't lower the price uh ooh, travis foster uh turbo bison hey what up uh he says how are you guys digging the sentinel design in days of future past the design was a little weird mm. uh, a little um what would you call it uh space mountainy a couple of <laughs> that's a good way to transparency portions and his yeah. little plasticky, but I'm sure it'll look better on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, says, also, yeah. have you seen Flashpoint yet? Uh, oh no, I have not. I've heard very good things. I know uh, our old buddy Batman five two seven three gave it a very uh, uh, big good review, and it's uh, what I've heard is most interesting about it is it's, so it's it is the Flashpoint storyline yeah. basically. In Flash as a, disrupts the entire. And everybody's DC, fucked up in the DC mm-hmm. universe. And they say that apparently, like, it's the the animators cut loose. They're like, yeah, Wonder Woman decapitates people. Uh, the really? These people just tear each other apart. Like, it's really? bloody mayhem. And they're allowed to do it with the heroes because they're evil versions of the heroes. Yeah. And so I, I do really want to see that. I also... It's just hard for me to like Flashpoint just because... is a comic book, just mm-hmm. because of what it represents. Like, mm-hmm. that it just became the... Before and after point of of messing up the DC universe, I I don't hate on the new Fifty Two, mm-hmm. but it just it it complicated things more than it didn't, and and I also think there's just a continual thing where you're seeing editors fucking with the creative team on a book too much. That's why creative team keeps leaving. So and Flashpoint was just the beginning of that, mm-hmm. and. That just brings me I down. Did, I did it. enjoy Flashpoint. I, I just I only read Flashpoint, not a lot of the um, the side books. Yeah, not a lot of the side books. Um, but I did. I do see if you take advantage of Comicsology right now, all those are on sale. Oh, um, all of them, all of them. Oh, that's cool. Um, and uh, Michael Jones, M Jones nine sixteen on Twitter asks, "Do you uh, think Batman Superman has a shot of being good with a David Goyer on the script?" Yeah, so this yeah. is when I complained uh, when I when I had some reticence about the concept uh, when it was first announced. People were like, "Well, why? Christopher Nolan's involved, and you hate too much on Zack Snyder." And, me, and maybe those are both true, but I feel David S. Goyer like is proving himself to not be good. Like he, the there were script failings with mm-hmm. Man of Steel. It, you can't just blame Snyder for it. Like, yeah. Goyer had a very strong hand on that script. Yeah, but so did Nolan. Yeah, but also, so here's here's my Rosetta Stone for this. Well, it's several. So, fact one. Mm. David Goyer wrote and directed Blade Trinity, a horrible film. the other Blade films, which people enjoy for some reason I don't understand. Better, but, well, the bar was so low for Mm. superhero films Mm. at the time. Blade 1 was like an epiphany. Like it was just like, wow. Did you see the stories from Patton Oswalt that he told? Oh yeah, the Blade Trinity. Okay. Blade Trinity also might suck because 
Wesley Snipes is an asshole. There's, there's finally like footage release of like Ryan Reynolds just riffing because Wesley Snipes refused to be in scenes. Yeah, and would only come in for like cutaways of like. Mm. <laughs> Ryan, yes. Ryan Reynolds makes a, makes a joke and then he, you weird man. Like and that's all he would do. He had to stand in on set the whole time. Uh, he tried to choke David Goyer. Yes, yeah. And I think Pat Oswalt stated that he. The director, Ron Perlman fucks with him too. That Goyer hi- hired a gang of Hell's Angels or biker gang to come and defend him after Wesley Snipes <laughs> yes. choked him. And just, yeah, he was like never on set, never in any scene. And I think I have no interest in seeing the movie, but like Wesley Snipes mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of screen time because the other characters end up carrying it. Sounds like a nightmare. All right, but so and I met that I saw that guy at Comic Con, Wesley Snipes, <laughs> and I took there? a picture of him like like two years ago, and he gave me a look. That was so fucking dour. I'm like, dude, I cannot be the first person who tried to take a picture of you. A picture he was of you about to go to jail at Comic Con. At yeah. Comic Con, he shouldn't be at Comic Con if he doesn't. Want Seriously, him. like, get the fuck out of here. I saw there. The I saw a funny picture. Of Steve Steve Ag walked around Comic Con one year with Ellen Page, but she was dressed as a Jawa. Yeah, I heard that. Okay, but uh, anyway, oh. so David Goyer did that. Mm-hmm. That was bad. Fact number two: mm-hmm. David Goyer was. Credited screenwriter on uh, co-screenwriter on mm-hmm. Batman Begins, yes, and The Dark Knight Rises. He was not the only two credited screenwriters on The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Are the brothers Nolan? Yes. David Goyer wasn't involved in the best one, and when he came Dude, back, Begins is great. <clears throat> when he comes back to Rises, mm-hmm. both Begins and Rises have minor things that you're like, this is a little too goofy, and I want to blame Goyer for that. Well, he's involved in the Godzilla movie, the Metal Gear Solid movie, uh-huh. wrote Call of Duty Black Ops 2, which uh-huh. I really think tied the whole Call of Duty series yeah. together. Well, anyway, I just don't think... Jumper? I. But on the possible quality of Batman and Superman, I think it can be good. I he think, wrote Dark City. He gets a pass. I think it could be good because just the novelty. Like, mm-hmm. we're running out of novelty. Th- things you've never seen before in a live-action superhero film. Mm-hmm. But I'm really looking forward to, like, what does live-action live Superman and live-action Batman, how do they exist yeah. in a movie together? Like, yeah. in the cartoons, you can accept a little bit more than you can in, in live-action. Would you, know? you say David Goyer's primary success have involved slightly adapting the work of Frank Miller? Mm, I suppose so. And if mm. spiritually, Batman and Superman is going to follow Frank Miller's mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns, you saw where I was. They going. might be in a stronger position. I'm more, but I'm more worried about Zack Snyder. I I don't trust him as a director. I think, I think the destruction porn that really bugged me in Superman is a lot of him, uh-huh. and like. Superman not giving a shit. I'm, I'm hoping he just take notes from the next one. And also, a real good way to win me back in Batman Superman is if Batman... If they make Batman a mm-hmm. surrogate for the nerds in the audience like me, who bit... Like, if Batman shows oh, up and he first says, totally like, hey, you killed all the... All those people died. You didn't even care. You're a walking... You're a walking disaster. People... Mm-hmm. The, the Metropolis was dust in your wake. Mm-hmm. Or... You murdered Zod. Like, how can I trust you? If he brings up all that shit and they have to get over that to be mm-hmm. friends, like, I like that. I like that concept. Oh, you like the idea of Batman being an audience surrogate to yeah. Superman. Yeah, that could work. I wonder if Luther's going to be the bad guy in it, if they're going to bring in Luther. I, I want to see that. I just don't think that's particularly compelling with but, Batman involved. Well, but otherwise, in, like, Lu- like, 
Without Zod, like after Zod, what's that? Like Parasite? Doomsday? Do you tell me? Uh, Parasite or Doomsday? Whatever's happening. Lobo? Darks? Uh, well, there's Brainiac. They can bring in Brainiac. Okay, uh, that could work. Oh, Antriri, uh what is it? At, at Tamriel's Ranger says, I don't have a question, but I will say this. Thank you so much for the show and all the amazing effort you put out. Yes! Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Andrew Roebuck uh, at Wise Movie Nerd says, um, Anyone read Deadpool 13 with Deadpool in the 70s? No, but you've just. In addition to our, our previous conversation, have spurred my interest in picking that up again. It was just, for some reason, that was the book that, like, I am way out of control with new issues of comics I cannot keep paying had to this much for comics yeah. and for some reason that Deadpool because I know Deadpool will be funny if not funnier read in I don't know I'll go check it out god damn that three ninety nine price my uh, I have now started putting when I get new collections from Amazon I'm now just putting them in a stack uh, the unread ones are a stack mm-hmm. in my bathroom and when I finish reading them on the pooper then I put them on the shelf but like that stack is getting high, man, and I'm a fast reader. I we're gonna read a news story one day where a games journalist killed by a stack of comics on the shitter. You have this sad Elvis photo, your head caved in by a, uh, a, by an X Force omnibus. If you uh, you didn't get to see my apartment, you didn't go to. If you had gone to Berkeley on uh, mm-hmm. July Fourth and hung out with us, we'd. Uh, it was July Fourth. Why did I miss that? I don't know where you were July Fourth, but uh, but that's Anime when I wasn't here. Okay, yeah, you're probably there. So Brett, Carolyn, uh, Charlie, and Cherry mm-hmm. all came to Berkeley July 4th. We hung out all over the place. And then at the end of the day, I showed him my apartment there. Wait, like, did Charlie do a video tour of your apartment? Yes. That's he, on YouTube? Did he put that on YouTube? I don't know. I know. He, well, I, he said he only filmed it for his wife because she had to stay in the car with the baby. Mm. but Because uh, she wouldn't get to see it. But they, can, they saw my apartment and saw that it's not too bad. But that here. Brett definitely said that um, this is uh, now I see the proof of what happens when you buy uh, five Amazon packages a week. <laughs> but because I, I am at the point now where I don't like my shelves are filled with comics, and mm-hmm. I either need to take some DVDs off my shelves. That's the one cleanup project I did was. There's nothing I hate more now than stacking standard definition DVDs <laughs> on my shelf. Yes. It fucking yeah. bothers me, and it's, it's all that shit is. Except for the Disney stuff. Collective <laughs> items. Yeah, I... Uh, I should just take them out because I, I'm running... I have almost no space for comic books anymore on my shelves. Like, And it's starting to stack up. And uh, Yeah, all uh, right. Curtis Stone. Uh, Zabusan on Twitter. Hey, I know him. Of course we do. Love that man. Uh... How about some manga love on there, huh? Uh, they're, mm. so, they're just Japanese comics, after all. I demand recognition. My big problem with manga is that all the stories seem backwards. What? <laughs> oh, ha, 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 That's good. Yeah? Um, I, I really do like some manga. Like uh, I was actually just looking Lone into... Lone Wolf and Cub? Some <laughs> manga story. A Lone Wolf and Cub, yeah. But I was looking into some manga stories recently just because... Uh, there's the, it was part of research for this game called V Jump All Stars Versus, which is uh, it's every or maybe it's Shonen Jump All Stars mm-hmm. Versus, but it's it's ten ten characters who have appeared in the Shonen Jump magazine mm-hmm. all fighting each other, and that's Goku versus Naruto versus Kenshin versus uh, the Bleach guy, and from there it gets way more obscure. I just heard 
4chan ejaculate. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely one of those games like, wow, this is awesome, and it will never come to America because too much red tape. It's one. Yeah. It's like uh, you looked at like Tatsunoku versus Capcom shouldn't have come here. Like it had too much red tape. Same with this one. And like, if you find a copy of it in the wild, buy it. But um, it's gone. So I just started looking up comic books, and I definitely I was a big fan of Rumiko Takahashi's mm-hmm. work, like Ranma One Half, Yurisayatsura. I might check out uh, the Attack on Titan. Slightly oh, Inuyasha. Inuyasha was when I started to like your stuff a little. Oh, Maze on a Koku. Like, mm-hmm. all stuff. I, if you like Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. he, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, especially in Scott Pilgrim, but just in his art in general, very influenced by Rumiko Takashi. So, like, pick up, pick up Rama One Half. Read Inuyasha. It's good, too. But, like, Rama One Half, Maze on a Koku, Yurisaitsura, those are her best works. I cannot forget how that game blew my mind when I saw it. I'd never heard of that series hmm? until the arcade game popped up oh, in my Rama? local arcade. And what the fuck is this? <laughs> the playable cartoon we've all been asking for. Anyway, Andrew Robach also asks, um, what's your favorite alt spider, uh, spider suit, excluding the symbiote? Uh, you know, I actually have a... a uh, the Scarlet Spider is a great suit, mm-hmm. but I uh, actually have... Soft spot because I had a toy of him mm-hmm. of Armor Spidey who was mm-hmm. only on the cover of Web of Spider Man 100, but it's a black and chrome uh, like armor costume version of him. Like so, all the parts on his costume that are red mm-hmm. were chrome mm-hmm. plating, and then the rest was black. Was plating. it was it Civil War? Or and he had a, like a web shield on his left where arm. Where Tony Stark gave. Spider-Man. The, yeah, that costume. I didn't like I that like the, costume. The, the yellow. Everything's a variation on blue, red, or black. Yeah. And there's, there's yellow in there. But I well, do, it was I, red and yellow really, sort of as really like, tribute to Iron Man. I didn't really even notice the transition Superior Spider-Man made. Like, there is no more blue in that costume. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and now his newest costume is it's, fucking crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it looks like representative of a symbiote suit. Mm. I just love that he's slowly like... That he said, oh, I learned the lesson about responsibility. I'm going to be a better good guy than Peter Parker ever was. And now he's just like, well, then it's justify the means. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm protecting everybody. And he's just becoming more evil every second. Like uh, Brian Allen. Uh... Well, I also want to say 20th Century Boys. That mm-hmm. is, that is, that's my, the best manga I've read in the last mm-hmm. decade. All right, so um... good. Uh, Brian Allen at Fun Stops Here says, Do you guys get the feeling that Marvel did Age of Ultron because they had to? Few books showing the ramifications, uh, it seems. No, what happened is that it was late. They were working on it to be the big... The, I, Marvel has admitted pretty much as mm-hmm. this, that they were working on it to be the big crossover for that year with Brian Hitch doing the arts, mm-hmm. and it ended up being late. And then they're like... Eh, I always let's do Avengers versus X Men instead. If you, if and so, but all, they still had all this work on Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. all this stuff by Brian Hitch. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, "Fuck it, kick it down nine months. It will be just a mini event at the start of 2013." I stand by this. I think I said it a billion times on here, maybe just twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanos is too big a villain to introduce in the second movie of your trilogy. <laughs> Ultron is the perfect second villain for, yeah. for oh, yeah. Avengers even though they tease Thanos at the end mm-hmm. um, yeah I think Ultron is the perfect perfect Avengers villain for the second movie I have no problem with it whatsoever I think so too I hope at the end of uh, 
Captain America Winter Soldier, I hope there's an Ultron tease. I want to see an Ultron tease. Um, Michael Dunphy at, at Mad, Mad Two Man uh, says, any thoughts on, the, on how Trinity War is going? Eh, I, alright. Uh, the funniest part to me of Trinity War mm-hmm. was that it started with Superman killing someone, mm-hmm. but then they immediately had a page with like an, uh, of the arch villain going like, Everybody thinks Superman killed that guy. Ha <laughs> Like, just because I think that is proof that DC is like, oh shit, we, people are mad, the nerds are mad that uh, Superman killed a guy. All right, so let's not even tease. I don't think in that comic Superman was ever going to kill a guy, but I think they decided they got cold feet on even making people think it. Yes, but you really don't think executives are thinking about that? Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. I. I that worries me. Um, well, if I was... There was... Uh, I had a Comic-Con fantasy that I did not fulfill, but I was at the um, Batman Arkham Origins panel, which Jeff Johns was on. Sure. And I wanted to go up if I if I had my druthers. <laughs> would have gone up to the front of the line, and I would have said, uh, Hey, so does Batman kill people now? Because um, it seems like the DC characters kill... The DC oh, heroes kill people now. Burn. I would have asked that to Jeff Johns, and then... I bet the whole audience would go like, ooh. Yeah, but then what? Is- By the way, here's a fucking Comic-Con question faux pas. Mm-hmm. A guy gets in line, like, they 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 answered, like, 30 questions at the South Park game panel, mm-hmm. mostly because they had nothing to say about the game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and they were really funny, all the questions they had. Like, someone tried to ask him a question about the game they're like we are not talking about the game and then they, they really they asked a, well then they kept then they would occasionally actually joke about the game they say like alright look there's an abortion clinic level we weren't supposed to tell you that but fuck it there is and then, but they, they it, to me it seemed like they were very clearly told ahead of time like please no details about the game we, we committed to this panel but we weren't ready to show stuff yet so don't say anything about ready? the game. I mean, wasn't the game supposed to be out last year? Well, that was the other thing. They their immediate thing. They must have been repeating exactly what their PR handler said mm-hmm. to them, which was, "We are not talking about the game, especially not the release date." What are the questions? And then people ask, like, "Hey, when's the Book of Mormon movie coming out? When's mm-hmm. this? When this?" And then someone asked, like, uh, said, like, "Oh, Spadoinkle, are you having a Spadoinkle day?" And they said, "No cannibal questions either." <laughs> But then this, and this one asshole mm-hmm. goes like, "Hey, you, you guys are great." Like everybody prefaces thing like, "Thank you so much for my childhood." But I want if, again. If I could have asked a question there, I would have said, "Are you scared meeting all the fourteen-year-olds that grew up with your fucking show? Your, like, are they monsters now? You fucked them with their heads." But anyway, all these kids were going up like, "You're the best. You're the best." Mm-hmm. This guy comes up, grown-ass man. It's like, "I think you're great." I'm a production assistant in Hollywood, and, I, and you guys really inspired me to be to try my hand as a writer. And I have a script, and I was wondering if you'd want to read it. And like the audience is like, "Boo, boo!" And and the South Park guys were nice enough about it, but mm-hmm. they explained why you don't do that. You can't take an unsolicited yeah. script. Like you're asking for a lawsuit if you're those guys. Yeah, hand an unsolicited script, and it's just like not. I mean. I get you gotta hustle like you can't follow the rules in Hollywood if you want to make it but like to ask them to take a script in front of like 500 people like 
don't do that, but you're just going to embarrass yeah, I, I yourself. I don't know how you get in that world, but uh, it's very clear by some of the directors and writers I see you assigning things. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. Whether you fail or succeed. Well, the fucking South Park guys, like, they got there accidentally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Accidentally, by, via a Christmas card. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and George Clooney just happened to love them. And... Summer Jam Scholar. Well, I only want to plug that if no one else has seen it. Uh, Hollywood and You, a movie directed by a Trey Parker as a film student, oh. starring Sylvester Stallone, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> in a trip around Universal Studios. It exists. <laughs> it's online. I think it's in black and white. It's that old. Uh, well, not that in no, the age, yeah. but like it's it's old. Um, I've never even seen that. Summer Jam... Wait, you... Hollywood, you'll definitely recognize okay. Trey Parker's voice. Or, uh, Trey Parker also admitted that, like, what I had so long suspected, which is Randy has basically become the star of the show, or like on the level, he, he gets almost as many lines as Kyle now. And he, it's does, be- he does get his own episodes. And it's because, it's because he is now aged into being Randy. Yeah. He said, like, when they started the show, he was doing a joke about his dad. He's like, hey, this is my dad's voice. I, I'm, I'm my dad. And now... He's oh. like, this is just my voice, and I am him now. That's, uh, it took The Simpsons one season to find out Homer was more interesting than Bart. Yeah. It took South Park over ten years. Uh, summer Jam Scholars has best summer event in the past ten years. Uh, uh, you know, Civil War was, I think it was the best. Like It was mm-hmm. the most intricately planned. It had a really cool like setup for it. But my favorite was what happened at the same time, mm-hmm. Annihilation. Because like, it... it up the ante way more mm-hmm. and it wasn't wasn't as structured mm-hmm. it made cool character it made characters I like cool again mm-hmm. that definitely Annihilation um, Special Olympics 1997 <laughs> shit was hilarious do you remember uh, the Laugh Olympics I uh, good times unfortunately um, Sean, Sean Connell says uh, Sam, Sam, Samuel 76 uh, says check out Lazarus by Greg Rutka it's really, uh, really a cool series just starting out, post-apocalyptic mafia. Huh? I haven't read a lot. That sounds cool. I haven't read much Rucka in a while. I do enjoy I'm his work. Favorite so. that, so we can look at the Laser Time Twitter at Laser Time Show hmm. uh, and remember that. Uh, you know, we should go over some of the last week's question of the week answers. Oh man, as what well. time? What time do we got? Uh, we're running pretty late, but let's get into this. The okay, question we of the week questions. Answers. Last so, one says, so "Noah Band, obviously a douche on Twitter." Says, "Have you any of you guys started Batman Year Zero? I know the answer is no. No. But he no. says, uh, because it's it's so far, it may be the best of uh, Snyder's Batman run. Which is That's really big good. talk. That's, yeah, he, Snyder knows Batman. Mm-hmm. All right, so last week's question was, what was your favorite news slash purchase out of Comic-Con? Either if you were at Comic-Con, mm-hmm. what cool thing did you buy? Mm-hmm. Or what did you like coming out of it? I mean, uh, first question, first answering, first answer first Obviously, a douche says the premiere of the new season of Legend of Korra, one of his favorite shows on TV. I do like that show. I I'm not like super into, hmm. you know, the uh, the Airbender world, but the I, I'm, I am. I'm, Legend I just of Korra the second season. That oh, you, uh, what you watch on Netflix? Yeah. Oh no, it's only on Amazon. And, oh Prime. yeah, that's right. I have the exclusive deal with Nickelodeon. That's true. Yeah, I I read about that. That like mm-hmm. all these parents were upset that it, Nickelodeon is leaving Netflix because mm-hmm. like. They use that to show they don't they don't put in the same DVD all the time for their yeah. kid. Now they're just like, oh, here's Dora on Netflix. Just watch that. I don't have to do anything. I have to. Don't eat. It can just run into the next episode. Uh, also, uh, 
CZilla760 says the Walking Dead Season 4 trailer looked great. Though he, they keep le- losing showrunners. I am worried. Like that, I've kind of quit it anyway. Um, let's see here. Godzilla and Flash 2016 had me so pumped, says your one homie from the cornfields of Iowa. Homie. It's it's homie. It's H-O-M-M-I-E. That's, okay. Oh, wait. I, no, homie is one it, right? I don't want to deliberate this anymore. That's how homie the clown is spelled. <laughs> well, he doesn't mess around. He don't, don't play that. Yeah, we got to move. Uh, okay, Stabby Joe, also the Flash. Because, uh, plus, I agree with Brad on the last episode that he feels the Flash would be visually different and unique compared to the most films so far. And, uh, oh, shit! Here's somebody with a purchase, Pedo Bearclaw. The, uh, he bought the Mega Man 3DS case and Disco Skeletor, who looks awesome. Nice. And also, he took a picture with Michael fucking Rooker. Nice. <laughs> Of oh, sea of love, so fame? cool. Yeah, oh god, I love Michael Rooker so much. Have you heard him on like interviews and podcasts? Like he sounds insane. Like he, <laughs> he sounds like lovably insane. Yeah, it doesn't. It does look like that's not all method. No, when you see him on screen, or he, or it's all method. He lives method. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Here, uh, uh, slain, uh, slain puddle. Uh, mentions the Amazing Spider-Man two footage, which leaked online. Yeah, I, didn't I watched get to see some it. of it. I, I saw it looked amazing. I saw the, uh, Lando uh, tweeted that to us, and I missed yeah, it. Yeah, I made it in time. Man, the seeing that the real Spider-Man costume in CG action looked so good. Like really? when I saw that, I was like, "It looks great. This is what I wanted." Spider-Man with big white eyes. Mm-hmm. Web swinging around, that's worth price of admission already. I don't care what the other shit is. I just want to see that. I it will annoy me when he gets unmasked five times, but um, as he always is. God, why even fucking take? He took his mask off for that kid in Amazing Spider-Man. That was so dumb. <laughs> uh, stupid, sexy, wild femme chef uh, talks about Brian Cranston uh, wearing the Walter White mask, which was really cool. I think a video just went out online of somebody filming him doing that. Oh, that's awesome. He is so... Brian Cranston, also in interviews, like, he he's a great actor, and, like, he's he's such a real guy, but he's also, like, a goofball. Yeah. Like, you can see that he is, in him in himself, are both Walter White and Malcolm's I dad. especially but, loved what Aaron Paul said about him at the panel, just the quote that stuck with me. Like, professionally, he's... Like, he's... Work-wise, he's the most professional, on-time, on-point person I've ever looked, looked, worked with. Outside of that, he's a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Aaron Paul is so great, too. Mm. Fuck. That show is so good. I am trying to get caught up before Season 5 mm-hmm. 2.2 starts. Okay, two more, two more. Um, Detective651 says... you Breaking Bad. Make sure you check out, check out the website, Walt Taking a Shit. <laughs> at Tumblr or something. Um, or no, no, Hank takes the takes, shit. Hank takes the shit, yeah. Uh, it's Hank that takes the shit, man. Mm-hmm. Always. It's Walt. Walt is the one who knocks. <laughs> uh, Super, uh, uh, de- Detective 651 talks about Superman Batman, but he also says the superior crossover would be Batman Scooby-Doo. Also uh, that he was disappointed that oh. there was not an announcement of Batman 66 DVDs, even though there was merch everywhere. Like... 
it seems that a Batman 66 DVD announcement is like imminent, but they didn't pull the trigger on it at Comic-Con like they should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, uh, one more. The last one. Uh, Dr. Blanca. I would, uh, well, I would have to say the core tra- trailer and general core news. It's been a while since the show's <laughs> end its first season, and man, am I excited. Also, nice. the... Uh, there was a funny bit uh, at, also in the uh, at the Breaking Bad one where Walter White, um, or he did, you know how uh, Samuel L. Jackson put out uh-huh. the video of him doing the I'm the one who knocks speech. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. doing that scene. And so as, as quote unquote revenge, mm-hmm. Brian Cranston acted out the snakes on a plane, motherfucking snakes off his motherfucking plane at his, at his uh, panel. That's, it makes me sad that that'll be the last Breaking Bad panel. Uh, my favorite Breaking Bad gif, which mm-hmm. you could um, look it up later, is he walks into that room. He's like, "What are you gonna walk out of here alive, man?" He's like, "Just with that crystal in your hand." It's not crystal, and he throws it on the ground. <laughs> Boom! But someone photoshops that into a pokeball. <laughs> the room explodes, and a Charizard flies out. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's fucking great. Uh, you need to watch Breaking Bad, people. Yeah, Breaking Bad's great. Also. Uh, Orange is the New Black. If you oh, always wanted right. to see the redhead from <laughs> that 70s show mm-hmm. engage in lesbian sex. She is a Check pretty man lady. She didn't seem all that manly on that 70s show, but they kind of upped her masculinity on that. Yeah, well, just because she's got to be They the, butched her up a little. She's got to be the butch in a relationship with... Come on, man. Lesbian affairs aren't all about butch and femme, man. I didn't... But the other one is such a fucking brat. Yeah, like, yeah. She's such a lady. Yeah, I'm that Piper. Married, but I need someone to love. Need someone to eat that pussy. Yeah. Ooh. Which is <laughs> a line used way too much in that show. They talk about eating pussy a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, more so than uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Real men don't do that, right, Hank? According to Sopranos. <laughs> Only on Carmela's birthday in secret. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Uncle June. <laughs> don't worry. I'll keep my birthday secret to myself. Birthday secret. Well, that's yeah. She can only get him to eat her. <laughs> I think we should just give away one of those for a contest tank. Are you willing to chow down on Jesus some stranger's Christ. badge? No, thank you. All right. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's the end of this episode. But mm-hmm. we ah, shit. We need one a question a week for the last for the next week. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I can't think of one. Uh. All right. Here's one. Mm-hmm. If you wanted me to, if. You guys are still saying that I still bitch about DC too much, and I mm-hmm. think you're right. But, so instead of the old school of me suggesting a book to you, mm-hmm. suggest a DC book to me to sell me on New 52. I haven't read a New 52 book in a little while. Mm-hmm. The only rule is it can't be Aquaman, and it can't be Snyder's Batman. Something else than that, mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. I'll buy three Sounds issues fair. on Comixology uh, from the winning... Uh, commenter so put that in the forums on lasertimepodcast.com I would definitely love to discuss that and maybe even catch up on it before we start the episode yeah uh, so anyways uh, let's see Chris I'm sure you have some plugs we uh, had a pretty good episode of Laser yeah, Time this week with, with our Bob Mackey Bob Mackey um, yeah man I hope I, I'm really talking about WB it made me watch it made me look up episodes of Freakazoid mm-hmm. to watch and then I found a clip what <coughs> <laughs> when I was looking up a clip of Fanboy from Freakazoid and watched it, I then found out 
That clip had been uploaded by Turbo Bison. Our it was? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was the scene I was talking about where uh, the he was saying what bankrupted Disney. He was like, you know, Tron yes. did not bankrupt Disney in 1983. It was actually the 1981 film Black Hole. Which is a awful remake of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea that I love dearly. Mm-hmm. It's got Robert Faster in it, who goes to Robert space. Robert Faster. From Jackie Brown. I'm Max Cheery. I'm Max Cheery. Somebody's always going to miss $500,000. <laughs> okay, uh, the only thing I want to I say is that Laser Time has taken two prolonged breaks due to consistent travel. It's I'm con season, boys. Doing my best to pre-plan episodes, but this shit is crazy. I'm out again next week. I'm Whoa. out again the week after that. Whoa! Uh, PAX, D3, D23, all that stuff. Oh, well, and doing, I, I'm a be at SummerSlam, guys. Yeah, doing the best we can. Remember, we do this our in our off time. Yes. And that's why it really helps if you support us. Um, maybe we can get some some help at some point. Um, but yeah, support us at lasertimepodcast.com. Order your comics through Amazon via mm-hmm. our site. Uh, order your DVDs, all that schnaz. Yep. Uh, check out Game Apocalypse. VG Empire. VG Empire. Cheap Popcast. The wrestling show, all of which appear to be on pro... Like, <laughs> Look like they're on a prolonged hiatuses, but they are not. They are coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Video Game Apocalypse, to its credit, it stayed on track, I think. It's, mm-hmm. had, no, it's had the most episodes this month. He said he was going to take a break. Oh, Video Game Apocalypse hasn't missed a week yet. Yeah. It, but, uh, Diligent recorders. Uh, Cheap Popcast has always been once a month. Uh, yeah. Video Game, uh, VG Empire, mm-hmm. uh, Brett wanted to go on. He's literally on vacation. Yeah. Everybody deserves a hey, vacation. He got to, well, he also, he got to episode 50. Mm-hmm. Like, he earned it. Mm-hmm. Listen, just re-listen to all the 50 episodes. Yeah, guys. Uh, All right, well, anyway. Until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!